to the old Merlin Man avatar. Yeah, I'm out of that game. It's a young man's game. Pictures got small. <laughs> you know, I would do it more, but you criticize me. That's not a reason not to do it. That's the reason to do it better. You sharpen me. <laughs> Get up your game. You got to keep track of which window you're sending IMs in, stuff like that. You know, I accidentally paid you a compliment. And now I apologize. I'm I'm sorry to myself. Oh, and those green letters came up, made me happy. Um, but you, on the other hand, so did you, you took away your little uh, Zelda girl? She's gone now. Did you, I? I didn't do anything. All I see no. is a pink circle and JS. I don't think you have well, Zelda girl anymore. I, I blame Skype for that because I'm looking at my my unchanged avatar right here. Yeah, but it's so blocky. Can't you get a better version than that? You know, up your game. Mm-hmm. Oh well, God, that's that game. You reminded me. I'm I'm all discombobulated tonight because me too. We had a busy busy night because we was back to school night. Yeah, oh, those nights. geez, Louise. Mm-hmm. What you official school officially starts tomorrow? No, no, you don't have back to school night. Oh, as in you go back, you go to the school and you sit on the session and they tell you about where to park and being on time and stuff. No, you meet all the teacher. Maybe you haven't done this, but you meet you. Well, normally you just meet your one kids one. No, teacher. no, my 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 lady goes because she has a better memory than me. Um, I for that night I usually stay home. I'm very uninterested. Um, that's a hell of a. I wouldn't have gone with she has a better memory than me. That's that's an interesting Where one. Where would you have gone with that? I would have gone, I don't know, maybe she's better at this stuff is the conventional uh, husband excuse for I not would, doing see, I, I go and I bring a notebook. I've done this. I did this a lot in um, the uh, preschool years. I bring my little notebook with me and I end up just <laughs> taking three pages of notes on how somebody keeps using the same word over and over and it's really annoying. <laughs> that's right. You just, well, it might be better to just video the whole thing. I, I, I auto re- audio recorded the whole thing once. So my wife couldn't be there. Well, that's smart. Yeah, anyway, we both went. Yeah. Well, who watches the kids? The dog. Huh. My son's 13 now. Oh, that's true. Teenager. Yeah, yeah you, cause you can't take the kids. So you're not supposed to take them at our school on that night. But um, yeah, we just got a new uh, new book today on how to be at home alone. Yeah. no, My kids have both been through the regime. They were only home for a short period of time. The 13-year-old was in charge. And the house didn't burn down, so success. Yeah, that's thirteen. My gosh, sorry, Todd's texting me. Got to, we got to DM DM. Um, oh God, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people have two grown ups with normal jobs where they're at work all day and have kids. I don't understand it. I, I, I feel like I'm doing something all of the time, and I'm still not getting hardly any of the things done. Yeah, well, all you need to do to fix that feeling is to have to commute to an uncomfortable building and stay there for 40 hours a week, and then you'll find out how much free time you really had. Yeah, thanks. So I, like, feel, I feel better now. I appreciate that. It's like Thank pre-kids, you know? You know yeah, I was, I was looking for you to kind of check me on the arm and say, well, I'm sure you're doing the best you can, but it was, it was nice of you to, to turn it no, like I, that. I, I, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know. You're probably doing the best you can, but mm, anyway, you got, mm. you got more free time. You got more free time than you think you do. <sighs> oh, no, I know. I know. I have... Um, yeah, I have diminished expectations for myself. Huh, Todd worked on Strange Magic. The single lowest rated movie in my library. I gotta close this window. Um, I, yeah, I feel like I'm always doing a thing and there's always more things to do. We gotta draw a map of California. We gotta remember all the places she's been to. We got reading log. It's a lot to do. And then food. Then you gotta deal with food. And, and you know, I got a pretty easy eater. If I make her some noodles and... Give her a shake mm-hmm. or salt, she's happy. 
Uh, I got, we got a lot of angles we can cover here. Do you, do you do any other metadata management? No, I don't. I just use Plex and it gets it right most of the time. If it doesn't, I can coerce it. It does. It's, it's actually, it's actually really good. And I, even though I, I defiantly, uh, refuse to use its naming convention. For you're my kidding. I defy it. I do not put the year in for the titles of my, of my movies. I don't, I won't, I won't do it. That's so standard. Why wouldn't you do that? It's really normal. Because, uh, because I don't want the file to be called that. I want it to be called the Godfather. Oh, that's crazy. That's cr- oh my god! If anything, I want more of the naming. Like I, I, no. it, I screw it up because in TVDB at all, I think it hews closely to the IMDb, and IMDb has versions, but it doesn't have like I don't even know if it does like Blade Runner Final Cut. You certainly can't do Despecialized two point seven and have it work. Oh, I just take over there. Like with like negative one, Star Wars negative one. Like how many versions of Star Wars do I have? Like three of them in there. Well, I will as, just a, manu- as a user of your in installation, I can see that you've gone a little bit rogue and you just give it the name you want to give it. That's right. I know I know what these movies are. I don't need someone to tell me what's in the movies. You know the proper version. You see those green letters. You get yeah, happy. I, I, everything that's in the movies in the movie. Everything in the movie. That's a really good point. There's an app. It's not a great app, but it's a pretty good app. And I do use it a couple times a week. Uh, it's called VI, <laughs> VI Media Manager. And you go in, you point it at your folder for TV or movie shows. You click update list and it pulls them all up. I have mine sorted by, I sort in ascending value by rating, which I think is Metacritic, but I'm not sure. And so what's nice is that at the very top of the list, I can see anything where the metadata needs to be improved. So when you see that, you click on it, you right click, you say fetch metadata. It goes, it pulls that down and then you can rename it to your convention. The low, I sent you a screenshot of this probably a year or two ago. My lowest rated movie at 1.8 is Strange Magic, 2015. Sounds vaguely familiar, but maybe not. Uh, yeah, it's got uh, Strange Magic, a uh, madcap fairy tale musical inspired by a Midsummer Night's Dream. Popular songs from the past six decades help tell the tale of a colorful cast of goblins, elves, fairies. It's, t- it's a terrible movie. Uh, tied for last is Gem and the Holograms 2015. Oh, this is a CG movie? Strange Magic? It's an animation, yeah. So it's, so it's a CG uh, loosely based on Shakespeare. Yes. With, with, with songs like, with from ELO, the 60s. With, with ELO and Dionne Warwick songs sung so by a, celebrities. Great. So this is like uh, boomers who had, took too many drugs in the 60s and now are in a position to, to make bad CG movies for kids. Yeah, and now when my daughter hears the original version of a song by Dionne Warwick or Yellow, she goes, oh, I know this song, but the one in that movie is better. No, it's, got your, no. uh, it's got your Twitter girlfriend, uh, Evan Rachel Wood, in it. She's not my Twitter girlfriend. Not anymore? Did you guys break I'm, up? I, I, need to, I need to trim my follow list, and I'm finding <laughs> it difficult. Oh, brother. I, we should, you know what? Put it on the list. Then you got uh, Lion King 2 Simba's Pride coming in at 3.3. The Room, 3.3. Now, see, I got beef with this. They say Jupiter Ascending, they're giving 4.0. I think that's very low for Jupiter Ascending. Golden Compass, 4. Out of 5? Nope, 4. Out, of 10. Out, of, out of 10. Oh, out of 10. All right. Well, they, okay, so that's low. You know, don't you think? I think that was kind of fun. Golden Compass, 4.2. I'd give it higher than that. Soap Dish, 5.0. Really? Anyway, it's kind of a neat app. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, uh, a Martinet about my metadata. I really like it to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to watch the movie. I guess. You have a lot fewer movies than I do. I, I mean, this is not my main source of media. It's just like more of a junk drawer. I know, a bunch of random I know. crap. 
And and I delete stuff off of there. Right? There's a bunch of stuff I need to delete off of there. But hey, if you want some Michael Palin, if you want to see your future self, yeah. I got a lot of it. Okay. Is it private movies or is it something he knows he's put out? Uh, I don't know. Okay. All right. Sometimes, well, sometimes it's hard to tell. Mm. You know, the British, very dry. Mm-hmm. Does she go? Does she go? Mm-hmm. I got, uh, yeah, I got more than that. Um, a lot of these I bought on the iTunes. Sometimes it was just like, I want to get it before I can pay for it. And then I do mm-hmm. pay for it. And I like the um, I like the iTunes versions. I think they look great. I, I uh, ordered a TV. Which one did you order? We should talk about it after it arrives, but it's supposed nope. to arrive soon. Nope. You can tell me now because no, you know now. Because no, I'll jinx it. I'll jinx it. It's supposed to be on just the truck tell, for. Just deli- tell me what you ordered. No, I don't like talking about stuff. Just tell me. All right, I'll put it on the list. You can paste it into the, the Skype chat. I've also got the my world, the I got world my new low. Need to know. I got my new low. Um, and I've got uh, T Merlin TV. I also think we should maybe spend maybe most of this episode coming up with new topics because I know we've got new topics. We just need to put them in there. Wouldn't it be fun? Don't, we don't need the, to do that on yeah. the air. We don't. Sure, no, we're about like a little, little behind the scenes, a little opportunity to see how the baseball is made behind the curtain. You know, don't you think people would enjoy that? Oh, you're making it a topic. Would. Oh, you're making a big boy topic. <laughs> oh. Yes. Well, huh. well, right now you need to tell me in the chat if you wish what TV you. I'll got. tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, let's see. It's the one everybody got. OLED fifty-five. Is it LG? Is that who makes okay, it? Just read the letters and numbers. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, LG OLED fifty-five C7P fifty-five inch. All right, got it. Got it. Thank so you. that's the so one Stu so got. You're fine. Yeah, no, you're fine. And you, I you're think you provisionally approved that one a few months ago. Yes, I, end- I endorse I endorse this this uh, television set. So you're all good to go, and you got your Apple TV 4K coming, right? Yeah, uh huh. I did. I did order one of those. And you, yeah, you get the the free 4K upgrades of your movies. And Except I for think Disney, that they say Goodfellas already up there. I think. Oh no, kidding! Have you looked at it in HDR on an iPad? Oh, wait, uh, you've no. got wait, no, wait, hang on. I'm sorry, I I listened to all of your programs, but you you've got your your plasma. No one's allowed to play video games on. And you've got what's your? Do you have a 4K TV? I forget. I play. I do play video games on the plasma, just not Destiny. Right. I have no 4K and no HDR capable devices anywhere in my house in my possession at all. So I cannot partake of these. Things. I guess I could watch 4K if I wanted to, but I'm HDR, excited. Nothing. Like you said, the HDR sounds like the the really exciting part. Yeah, I, I'm. I'll, you know, I'm gonna upgrade my setup eventually. I'm just. I know. You know. You know me. Waiting. Well, I. I. This is. I feel awkward talking about this because this is a lot of money and I, I feel like I'm selling like a big shot or something. It is a lot of money. But on the other hand, you had a crap TV for a really long time. That's the other hand. I had a 42 inch Vizio that takes one to 16 minutes for the screen to refresh before it turns on for a while now. And I didn't get the 65. So I think I'm showing a lot of restraint. Yeah, no, this is the secret to having nice things. Live with a crappy, cheap thing for a really, really long time. And during yeah. that time, save your pennies. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Not that I consciously chose this strategy with my Mac, but as it turns out, I'm going to end up using this freaking <laughs> thing for a decade, and I've been saving my pennies. It's get not your... crappy. It's good. No, it was sure. expensive when I bought it, but, you know, you just... That's how that's how you do it. Yeah, patience. Patience is how you do it. You don't get a new TV every two years. Well, you, 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 like Marco, you buy four and send two of well, them. Well, you know, mm-hmm. depends on what your budget is. But a lot of people, if I'm saying for your perspective, like, oh, I feel bad. It's an expensive TV. Blah blah blah. Like, you did the responsible thing. You live with a crap TV for a really long time. 
Yeah, I feel like I'm not being defensive. I think it'll serve us well. I'm curious about how this WebOS 3.5 business works. Have you heard much about what it's like to use the TV? Mm-hmm. I've I've used it. Uh, I've used that interface on friends' televisions. Um, and it's... Bet know, it's be- it's the, I bet it's better than my Vizio. I bet you that. Well, it's the democracy thing. It's the worst system available except for all the others. Like, yeah. So all smart TVs are gross. This is, by all accounts and by my experience as well, one of the best smart TV. Uh, it's, a, it's the best one that I've ever used. Smart TV interface. Good. It's not the best TV interface. I like the non-smart interfaces, uh, particularly the ones on the Panasonic Plasmas that were very unobtrusive. They had their quirks as well, but smart TV is worst products through software. Uh, and that usually is terrible. The WebOS one, like it's, I mean, it's worse than all. I think all the smart TV things I've used are worse than all of the non-smart TV that I've ever used, which is saying something, right? But of all the smart TV ones, the WebOS one is the least disgusting, or I don't even know if it's the least disgusting. It is the least objectionable, but it yeah. is objectionable. You will have objections to it, but just realize that it could have been way worse. Yeah. I'm reminded of, you know, when, when, uh, when my family, my family didn't have a lot of dough. And so, you know, the cars that we had did not have electric windows and electric locks. And I don't know if this is just consoling ourselves, but in my family it was understood that that was, that was a rich people thing where it was just more things to break. Right. So like, you know, there's so many, you think about cars that were made in the seventies that, that people like us were driving in the eighties probably. I mean, that was frequently like one of the windows wouldn't work. It made the doors very heavy all that kind of stuff. I kind of feel that same way about the smart TVs where I just want the dumbest monitor possible. No, I don't want a remote with, I don't want a remote with branded buttons on it. Like all that stuff oh, is just, it's so you gross. Have no choice. You have no choice. Yeah. No, it's not like the power windows. And by the way, I was just thinking about that today, today when I was, or no, it was today. I think, you know, yesterday when I was bringing the garbage down to the curb and I was looking at my wife's car, which is parked by where I'm bringing the garbage can down to, and I was thinking to myself that this is the first car I've ever owned with leather seats. And that how, when I was growing up, I my I aspired to own a car with power windows because we never had one. All of mm-hmm. our cars had roll up windows. Um, and when I, you know I left the house and, and gone to college, that's when my parents got their first car with like leather seats and and power windows. But I was gone at that point, so mm-hmm. still like my aspiration was I'm gonna you know grow up and get a job and I'll be able to get a car with power windows. Didn't, my first car didn't have them because I it, bought it from my parents and it had a roll-up windows. Did my second car have it? Yeah, I think my second car, my first new car I bought off the lot myself, did have power windows. But it took until I was 40-something years old to get one with leather seats. And, it, and I wouldn't have done it. It was just because it was my wife's car and she wanted leather seats. Um, so, But uh, you're right about the electronics being crappy in the 70s. But smart TV is more like power windows today. Power windows today, everyone just assumes you're going to get it. And they more or less work fine. Um, and that's true of all the smart TV stuff. The stuff more or less works fine. And you can't, you literally can't get a TV without it unless you buy one of those. This isn't a television. This is a display. And then you have all sorts of other limitations. That's something people right. suggest, by the way. Like, don't buy a TV. Buy like a, you know, a display for like an office that is just has an input. In it. But they're, they're not as good as the television you got. You want to buy an actual television. And you just have to tolerate all the other stuff. You get benefits. Like... If you just bought that television and had a Netflix client built in and you have another thing that plays Netflix, guess what? Now you can watch Netflix on your TV. I think that's good. That's progress. But the UI is gross and slow and awkward. I just, I don't want, unless there's a really compelling reason to do it, maybe firmware. Like I have no desire to, certainly not Ethernet, but I don't even intend to put this on Wi-Fi. 
especially after the stuff that went on with, I mean, there's just, there's just so much gross stuff the companies mm. are doing with like yeah. pulling down the signal and all that. I, just, I, I wonder if it's going to work if you don't connect it to the network. I wonder if you're not going to have nag screens in front of every single thing you try to do on television telling you to connect it to the network. It's like that with our PlayStation. Just, mm-hmm. just, you're not, you're, is your PlayStation not connected to the network? This no. is relevant to potential topics. Uh, yeah, I don't know what this topic is going to be about. I'm not loving it. But no, it's on the network. It's just that as soon all as right. we log on, first of all, somebody posted a little joking meme about this and I retweeted. I don't think it's one of those things like getting the USB right side up. I think way fewer than 50% of the time have I hit the right button to turn the PlayStation back on to wake it from sleep. Because the first thing I always see is a nag about how I, I turn it off wrong and I'm probably breaking the PlayStation. So <laughs> I, I, what, what are you doing? <laughs> doing <laughs> i'm not your cat what? i just don't play it no, that seriously, much wait 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 it's yeah. like when i talk to my parents it's like retrace your steps like uh, what are you so the top button the, the, the top pen. button i don't know if it's the right one we have a playstation 4 with darth vader on it i'm pretty sure the top button in my head should be what turns the playstation on top button on what there's two silver stupid skinny buttons one of them on ejects what? on what the front of the playstation 4 no leave it <laughs> So what you want to do when the family should, is I should put family, some tape, I'll put tape on there. That's what I'll do. I'll put no, tape. When the family is done playing PlayStation, uh-huh. you, you it's time to stop doing that, right? Yeah. What you want to do mm-hmm. is A, not touch the box that you think of as the PlayStation that is on your TV. Yep. Right? Don't B, do that. I don't touch it. Take one of the controllers. Mm-hmm. Those are the things you hold. Yeah, hold, they're always lit down. up. They're always lit up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold down the PlayStation button, which is a circular button with a logo, the PlayStation logo on it. Is that the PlayStation logo button? Because I've clicked that to turn it on. That's how I let it know I want to play a game. Hold that, hold that down. Hold, hold it down. that down on the controller, okay. and it will okay. bring up a menu. And the menu you can navigate with the with the D pad, you know, up, down, left, right. I don't use the shoulder the buttons X, for that, John. And the X button, just the like no, just, just up, down, left, right, right. Okay. Right. And you want to go to power options and enter rest mode rest mode it's okay somewhere in the menus once you the good thing about it is that once you find it in the menus once the next time you activate that menu it will be already selected on that and you just have to hit the right on the d-pad i've had select. i've had it for almost two years and i've never done that so i, I this will be this that will be a good is addition. the way you should be stopping playing the playstation do not touch the box do not hold down any button don't do any of that stuff i don't touch the box I change my input back to Apple TV and get on with my life. Well, you could do that too, because it'll go into rest mode automatically, I believe, uh, by default. And but you then it yells at me when it wakes up, and it says, why don't you have a Disney account yet? And though, there's this other thing, and we've given why, you an update for this. Why does it yell at you about a Disney account? Uh, well, you know, RIP Infinity was our favorite game. Mm-hmm. Right. But the, that, for, that was always bugging us to do something. They wanted us to go to a store, and it wanted us to do stuff. There's all kinds of like... But that's only when you're in the game, right? Yeah, but then also if you haven't played for a while, like uh, I think I told you, yeah, I told you in text that she's discovered Lego Worlds mm-hmm. and um, loves Lego Worlds. So that's been her obsession the last few days. So now we're using the PlayStation again. Yeah. Anyway, she'll put it in rest mode because when it's in rest all mode, right. it will also download all the updates and stuff. So you don't have to like when you turn it on, have it telling you that it's got to download a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. So rest mode. And then when you want to turn it on again, pick up the controller. Again, you're not touching the thing and hold down the PlayStation button until it beeps and then it's turned on. And it'll, it'll level up my hands out while I'm sleeping. So that's the thing we've got is the PlayStation. I'm gonna I want to play that more. That's a that's that's a fun thing. And right, well, can, well, maybe we can skip ahead to this because I put it in top. Uh, what I think am I, I got nothing to say about this? I think it's gonna it's gonna be short because you have nothing to say about it. So I'll actually move it back up. So I sent you, you sent I me sent a you a photograph. 
Yes, I have screenshot. Sorry, a photo of your daughter playing Journey, and all I want to know and is. And the funny, the funny part was okay, but here's why I sent you the photo. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't send it so you could give me remarks about how I stored my games. I didn't want to know mm-hmm. anything about whether I should stack paper in my printer. I didn't want to know about how many I cables didn't were exposed. Say, and I resisted. I, I admire your restraint. <laughs> I, I'm getting really familiar with that section of the world. You can show God, it to me again when you get the fancy TV. Damn in. it. What I wanted, what I want, I wanted to send you a photograph because I had walked out of the room while my daughter was playing Lego Worlds, which, as I mm-hmm. said to you, is basically like mm, Minecraft meets Infinity Toy Box with like uh, Legos. It's really cool. You run around, you do stuff. You shoot Legos, you do stuff. I walk, I walk back in the room. There's a little ghost flying across the desert. I'm like, what? Oh, a little what? ghost. That's right. Yeah. A little, little ghost is flying across the desert. And, and my daughter, I says to her, I says, what, what, what are you doing there? Are you playing Journey? And I said, she says, she says, yeah, I'm playing Journey. This is really weird. I said, you know, I, th- I think that's John Syracuse's favorite game. And you, you know what she said? <laughs> she said, how is this his favorite game? It's not my favorite game, but it's one of my favorite games. Uh, De- Des- Destiny? What's the one where you shoot your Hanza? What's that called? Domain. No, I, I know this. I know I this. Don't, I don't play Overwatch. Destiny. Destiny. That's the one. Is that the one where you're in a fire tower? That's the one, right? That Okay. You're confused. Anyway, all I want to know is, all right, so did she play the game or did she play it for two seconds and then turn off? She played it for at least like two minutes and she was pretty excited because she said, if I get up to this hill, then I'll get a good slide down the, down the sand on the other side. And mm-hmm. I wanted to you know, check in with you and say, like, what kind of mindset do we need going into this? You, you chastised me once before because I played it wrong. Did you actually play it? I don't even remember. I did. We both we both got our uh, PlayStation controllers and we played a little bit. And I, I think I didn't understand what the what the scarf means. But you didn't you didn't actually like finish the game or anything. You just oh, like God, noodle, no. noodle around in it. It's a two hour game. You realize the I whole played. Game well, I I played for at least fifteen minutes. Uh, and I got up to the I got up to the All sand. Right. Well, she up- played she played for a similar amount of time because I could tell from the screenshot where she was. So she had to have played for some reasonable amount of time to get where she's going. Well, it might have been where we left off. I got up to the sand crawler. I've been there. This room's a mess. Jesus, the sand crawler. Uh, yeah, like you go to a big thing and you got to interact with it. <laughs> that narrows it down. Thanks. There's a box in the screen. This is where we're at. So she's she's sitting on the floor. Her ghost is going up a hill. There's an unfinished highway in the background. Mm-hmm. I know I know where she is. I know what level she's on. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, so she didn't play. That's all I wanted to know. Well, what, what should I tell her? I don't tell her anything. If she wants to play it, she'll play it. If she doesn't want to play it, but she is doesn't this want gonna, to. This is one of those cute games. I know you cry at the end. Is this one of those cute games where you got to like, figure stuff out? You got to figure stuff out, right? First of all, it's if she's played those other games you described, like those Lego games in Minecraft or whatever, she yeah. needs no help with this. She'll be fine. She can play the whole game herself if, if she wants to. If she doesn't want to, don't make her. I'm not. I walked in the room and I took a photo and said it. You can see my Spider-Man there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has like 140 uh, points of articulation. It's, it's probably, it may be, um, she would, you have to be in the right mindset and mood for it. It's not like kind of a dork around kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Do yep. it in yep. the background, yep. right? Yep. It's kind of like, you know, the movies like. Well, like a Brit Marling movie. Like you wouldn't go into that's not like a popcorn movie. No, that's not. It's better than that. <laughs> Tree of Life. No, there's no preparation you could do for that. Ben- Benjamin yes. Button. I was gonna say like The Godfather, but it's, unfortunately, mm. Godfather is something we've seen so many times we actually can have it in the background now. But uh, mm. it's like for your first viewing of The Godfather, being like while you prepare dinner, glancing over your shoulder while you're that's trying to keep your girlfriend awake. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Um, yeah. So speaking of that, why don't we just go on this, this quick thing? Okay. So so okay, hang on, hang on. Um, 
So should I tell her anything? So this is one of those games, I'm guessing, this is one of those games where it's not clear what you're supposed to be doing, but if you move around and do enough stuff, you'll learn what you're supposed to be doing. It's 100% clear what you're supposed to be doing to anybody who doesn't overthink it. Okay. Did we mention this is Journey? We mentioned that, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's not the one where you you uh, upgrade your Hanzo on the Fire Tower. That's a different game. No, it is not, not a complicated game. Um, I'm doing that thing where I'm not even making fun of you, right? Yeah, I, I don't know where you're getting Fire Tower from. I'm trying to, I'm trying to map that's that, that game, one back to something. Uh, Transmit Mix. Don't think oh, that Firewatch, game? Firewatch. You mm-hmm. were too, so far away from it, I couldn't even yeah. I couldn't connect that back to the parody thing. I got mm. it. Okay, I'm with you now. Yeah, okay. All right, so I shouldn't tell her anything? No. Are there any Easter eggs I should tell her to look for? Nope. Okay. But but I would I would I would discourage her from just noodling around in it because it's not like Minecraft or the Lego or Disney Infinity where okay. it's like a hey, noodle around sandbox. It is actually like a narrative game. Right? Okay. You know what Gotta I mean? Be it's just meant to actually meant to actually be played. It only takes two hours to finish the whole thing. So if she does want to play it, she should sit down and play it. Like maybe she's homesick one day. You get her some chicken okay. noodle soup, then she sits down and play two hours of journey. I don't want her eating while she's doing this. But but um, no, after, after. Okay, okay, is it considered a cheat code if you tell me what the scarf means? Is that is that what that's called? You don't need to know why do you need to know anything about it? You're not playing the game. I played the game. That's how she got where she is. I don't think I don't think she resumed. I don't think she resumed there. I think I think she you'd okay. have to continue. Does yeah, the scarf change? It feels like it changes. It does. And that's the, I, bet, I bet that ends up being meaningful. Is it like rank? Are you getting rank on your scarf? No, Is it like getting stripes no. for a sergeant? It's not that. It's not that kind of game. Is it insight? Nope. Leveling up. <laughs> Just don't worry about the scarf. Do you ever play Destiny with the McElroys? No, I didn't know they played. Yeah, I don't know anything about them other than what you tell me. Okay. They play Destiny, huh? <sighs> Moving on. Uh, two. Oh, you want? Did you have questions about Psalm? Yeah, yeah. Paul's in the basement. Psalms on the roof, and you you uh you resisted making the the musical reference, and yet and I knew there was an appropriate reference to be made, and you both joked about resisting it. But I don't know what the reference was. And I need you to tell me, for completeness' sake. Were you to make the the joke about the reference? What is what is the reference? At the very end of the episode. Yeah. You don't you don't you want to try? No googling. Uh, Be- Beatles something? I don't know. I'm not, I don't have as much musical knowledge as you. That's what was frustrating me. It was like, it's on the tip of my tongue. Is it, is it Simon well, Garfunkel? Because when, when he spoke in that particular cadence, you couldn't help uh-huh. but hear the line, right? I thought it was because about who's in the basement and who's on the roof, as in there's a line from a song that mentions this person's here and this person's there, and it's all, you know, wacky, 60s, folky kind of crap. Fire in the mountain, run, boy, run. Devil's in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in the bread pan, oh. picking out dough. Granny does your dog bite, no child, no. That's not what I would have guessed. Johnny, you're right. rosin up your bow and play your fiddle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love but, that song. I didn't. I thought there was one that was closer to, you know, Mary's in the kitchen and Sue's in the roof. And, oh, you know. I like a Paul Simon song. That's what I was, I, that's yeah, what I was getting. up in the basement, Simon's on the roof. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We don't know how long the project's going to go. Project, project, project. Do you think he was on the same page as you? If you were both, uh, Devil went down to Georgia. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. He absolutely knew. Is uh, uh, the, was it Paul? Is that his friend? Who's in the Paul's basement? Paul's in the basement. Paul's yeah, in the basement. Paul. Okay, Psalms on the roof. Boy, Psalm sounds like an interesting character. Are you caught up? Did you listen to this week's? Yeah, I'm caught up. But you know, as with all things, it's filtered through the lens of John. So now I have to like try to try to see what the yeah, join the club. What the reality of the situation? You're gonna get some on the podcast, obviously. Oh, obviously, that's what needs to happen. But like, he really he took it and turned it. He did a Brit Marling on us with introducing Psalm's backstory, don't you think? Uh, I'm, 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 yeah. And what? 
I get Somps being in his yard somewhere. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, that part. Okay, I thought you were talking about the, the, the dignity of being a Cambodian refugee. No, no, no he's I'm definitely going, being... I'm going right to where does Sam go to the bathroom. Sorry no, for all this inside no, baseball no. thing. We were talking about an episode of Roderick on the Line where, there's, where John Roderick has someone named Sam who's working on his house and he had a question about where Sam goes to the bathroom. Well, I don't know how to describe any of what's happening. I hope you can hear my struggle with that because I don't want to say that he's hired. John tore down his porch. John Roderick tore down his porch he wanted some help with that. He apparently dug a moat in front of his house. I don't even want to say that he hired this man. He has a man who comes to his house some mm-hmm. days right now. And, <laughs> and does things. Works on a bewildering array of different things with no apparent budget or project plan, mm-hmm. which just makes me shiver to hear something like that. Like I, you I'm, know, sure, you know, I'm sure they'll work it out. I'm sure it'll be fine. It sounds like it's mutually beneficial. <laughs> codependence is really what i was thinking of but yeah sure mutually beneficial uh i will uh i'll put it in uh in show notes yeah, yeah episode people should should listen to that was a good one. yeah yeah the one the one before that was was a real dinger which one should i put in i'll put the first one in sonic posture oh yeah the one with the tyrells right 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 yeah, because as it started with, you had an interesting sonic partner because of Sam. And then the, the follow-up episode where we learned more about Sam's backstory. Yeah, I, I, I'm super interested in where this story is going. I, I want to know how to pronounce his name because he's like, well, I've just read it and I've been calling him Sam and he hasn't objected. But that means nothing. No, no idea how to pronounce this person's name. My landlord used to call me Charles. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> All right. Those are in Is that, is that why you had to move? Is that like, oh, no, the only way out is to move. <laughs> I used to live in the woods. I need to, I need to kill my landlord or move because now I've been allowing her to call me by the wrong first name <laughs> for five no years. no turning back. <laughs> it comes up on the caller ID. He's very confused. Yeah, this isn't Charles. heart at heart. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Blue Apron the number one recipe delivery service that has the freshest ingredients. You can learn more about Blue Apron right now by visiting blueapron.com slash diffs. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone while supporting a more sustainable food system. They set the highest standards for ingredients and they're building a community of home chefs for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with fresh, high-quality ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals in 40 minutes or less. It's really true. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card plus pre-portioned ingredients. And you know what? You get to keep that uh, recipe card. So if you especially like that one, you can make it again uh, on your own. That's a freebie. And by shipping the exact amount of each ingredient that is required for your recipe, Blue Apron is helping to reduce food waste. Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. Now listen, I know this is corny, but my favorite part of Blue Apron, it involves a child. Because Blue Apron nights at my house are one of the very few times that everybody gets together in the kitchen at once. There's no video games, right? You're not playing Lego Worlds. You're not playing the Minecraft. You're there and you're cutting up onions like a gentleman. It's a lot of fun. My daughter loves prepping these things. And you know what? She ends up trying new foods just because she helped make it. Blue Apron is helping me fool my daughter. Well, trick my daughter. And for that, I'm grateful. You can choose from a variety of new recipes each week or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. You'll be able to cook meals like cheesy chicken and black bean enchiladas with salsa verde, maple gravy smothered pork chops with stewed collard greens and sweet potatoes, spiced cauliflower and pepper with jasmine rice and cilantro yogurt sauce. Yum, delicious. Mm. There's no weekly commitment. 
You only get deliveries when you want them. So please, you go, you check out this week's menu. You get three meals free, three meals free with your first purchase, plus free shipping. You just go to blueapron.com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So get started today. You go to blueapron.com slash diffs. Our thanks to Blue Apron for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all the great shows. Blue Apron, it's a better way to cook. So we got uh, Journey, my TV, uh, Twitter follow list. You don't want to talk about anything with uh, Apple stuff, right? You got you get your other program for that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I suppose yeah. I do. No, I know, is there that's any, fine. Any specific angst that you that you're having? No, no, I don't think so. I'm. Uh, I finally installed Sierra last week, and it went great. Not high Sierra, Sierra. So you're one year. No, behind. no, no, no. You got to stay one year behind. Um, and it's working great. It's, it unlocks when I walk up to it, just like my adorable. It's really cool. Oh, cause your watch. Yeah. 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 It's neat. Um, I don't think I've run into any bugs. My cherry pie didn't break. That was my biggest concern. Everything just came right back up and it worked great. Um, I really like a lot about Sierra. I like the way you can go in and like, this used to be like a shareware kind of thing. I like when you go to storage and you go to manage and it helps you like clean up your junk. It's kind of cool. Nice stuff. I didn't do anything too ambitious. I don't want to do, hearing Jason Snell talk about the whole, like, what files should we remove from your computer thing gives me the hives. Like, I just, no, 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 I just, do you do that? Yeah, don't, no, you can't enable that. It's death. Don't oh, do it. what a terrible idea. Now the APFS, mm-hmm. that's coming in, hello, Sierra, right? Hi, Sierra, yes. Hi, Sierra. Okay, and so you're going to wait, you're going to wait a version on that, right? I have no machine, well, my machine can't run, uh, Sierra, let alone high Sierra. But your lady's so machine I'm, I'm, could. Yes, and I'm. I don't know. I probably won't wait on hers. I'll probably just go. Because hmm. you've got, you've already got crazy redundant backup. Yeah, and I, and I and I figure like it'll it'll be okay. And I just go, and that's the where we're gonna learn. Yeah, we're gonna learn the shape of the new world on that computer. Otherwise, how will I know? How will mm-hmm. I know? I'm just gonna, you know, if if it really if it really is terrible. I'll, I'll have a clone that I will have made just before the upgrade and I can revert and it'll be fine. I'm fine to wait that one out a little bit. No, anyway, <clears throat> technology's boring. I like uh, I like iOS 11 a lot, quite a lot. My one complaint about iOS 11, I've been running the beta since forever on my iPad, but I haven't been mm. running it on my phone. So I felt like I know iOS 11. I've been using it for, su- for such a long time. Yeah, I just put mine on last. I put it on my phone last Tuesday. I just, just got it last Tuesday when the GM came out. Yeah, and I felt like, you know, it's not a big deal. I waited for the real official release. and like, I'm not in a big hurry. I know what iOS 11 is about. And for the most part, I did, but I didn't realize two things about using it on the phone. Well, three, maybe. Kind of realized the third one. First is, uh, the, or actually the third, new control center, which I've been dealing with on my iPad, and it's weird, and I'm not really used to it. But uh, but I flicked up on my phone today, and I realized, oh, no, new, new control center is here now, too. And you better, you know, because I don't use control center on my iPad that much, but I use it on my phone all the time. Right. And so it's a big change to find stuff. And anyway, I'll, I'll work it out. That'll be fine. Second thing is wait 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 tell me tell me what you don't like about it. Everything's in a different place. Um, yeah, and some things were like buried more than they used to be, like changing t- to uh, the sound output. It's not really buried. You don't have to force press anymore. Now you can just hit the upper right hand corner of the thing, and it brings up. It's just stuff is in a different place. That's a muscle memory thing. Yeah, and I had to remap it, and I can pick different things to be on there, but it doesn't let you rearrange them. So I really kind of have to take the arrangement that they give me, and then just anyway, I'll deal with that. Second one is even with reduced motion on when you unlock your phone a little window shade thing goes up. Mm-hmm. Like instead of, I don't know what it did before, 
but it didn't do that. I think it just did a crossfade or some other thing. And now every time I unlock my phone, I have to see this big curtain rise from the bottom. And I don't, I don't care about that. I don't want to see it. And I, I feel like it's delaying me using my phone. It probably isn't actually delaying it, but it bothers me. That's with, with, with reduced motion on. You're still getting that? Yes, that's with reduced motion on. Hmm. Uh, the, the final thing is the Wi-Fi bars, the scrunched up bars that replace the dots, which yeah. we need to fit in the ears of the iPhone X. Uh, the word Verizon is too close to the bars. There's a space to the left of Verizon that is very small, and there's a space to the right of Verizon that is very big, and it's driving me nuts. Let's see. Okay, so you just put this look on at Twitter. my most recent. Look I'm at looking, my most recent. I'm looking Twitter. right now. Pretty bars. So Verizon, Verizon is too close to the bars. Yes, it should be equal equal space between both so those it's things. Not, it's not centered. Yeah, and the, the main problem is that I think, uh, we, actually, I don't even know what the hell the problem is. They reserve a fixed amount of space, and it just so happens that Verizon almost fills the space. Either way, it looks gross, and I miss the dots. I like, oh, I like the bars. No. Why, why do you like the dots? Well, it doesn't matter. Because the spacing was even with the dots, and uh, I think the bars look like they're scrunched up, and the bars are not a good graphic representation because the first bar is so much smaller than the fifth bar. The total area doesn't scale proportionally with the, Anyway, it's all BS anyway because the signal, those bars mean nothing. It looks very Android to me. The dots look Android? No, no. The the bars, the Verizon, the fat. I, yeah, I'll, I'll get they, used to it, but it looks Verizon to me as I look at it right now. Yeah, Android. I'm sorry, it looks Android they, to me. Because they got so much stuff scrunched up on there. Yeah. And Android phones. Anyway, that's that's my brief capsule of, of iOS 11 on my phone. Don't you think the, the iPhone 10 uh, control panel thing is going to be kind of crazy? Serenity uh, tried to talk center? me down from it. What did I say? Did I say control, control center panel? on the phone? Were you pulling from the right ear? Yeah, yeah. Serenity tried to talk me off the ledge on it, but I, I still feel like that's going to be weird. I don't. I, I we we did a um, members only uh, relay podcast the other day where Serenity and, and I were on with Stephen to talk about the iPhone 10. And I mean, I was I, my crazy idea is okay. Like, how about you know, like right now on the 10, if you pull down left of the notch, one kind of thing happens. You pull down right of the notch, something else happens. Like the left two thirds and the right one third. Can they do that with the bottom? Like, couldn't they do something where when you flip up from the right lower third? Yeah, but uh, as I mentioned at ATP, the, the genius of what they've chosen to do is that there there is a distinction in the top part. Like, mm-hmm. there's a delineation between the right third and the middle and the other. You know, like, it's, it's something that you can physically see. It's not just like you have to know this undifferentiated void behaves differently when you swipe in different areas. Uh, and I think that's important to making that usability call because otherwise like imagine if you had plain rectangular phones and you introduced edge swipe gestures that changed based on how far up on the edges you you swiped that's a little bit too subtle and weird the ears let you make that a feature at all because mm-hmm. you can now explain it to somebody and remember it and you know what i mean it's something to hang your hat on now maybe the you know the problem i'm assuming the reason you're objecting is it's, it's so hard to reach compared to where you're used to swiping especially since the iphone 10 is all about the bottom swipe for unlocking. So you're already going to have your hand position and your habits trained on bottom swiping. That's not where you find control center. And I think, you know, because they took the whole bottom for this very important, how I unlock my phone and go home gesture. Yeah. They were forced to find a new home to control center. And that's where they put it. We'll see. It could be a terrible mistake. It could be impossible to reach that, or it could just be something where we get used to it, but I'm not ready to pass judgment until I got the thing in my hand. But in the meantime, I do think it was clever to use the ears. Um, Because I would, I would not like it where, the the left two thirds of the bottom is the home thing, and then the right because I'd I'm just, I'd be bringing up Control Center accidentally all the time. I'm trying to unlock my phone. Yeah, the other thing I was not articulating well is that I, uh, like you, it sounds like I've had iOS 11 on my iPad a lot longer than my phone. 
but like it feels like it's a some of the things that I've already been retrained on with iOS 11. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that uh, you can't do anything like that with um, the phone. I don't know. It just feels like it feels as I'm glad that you're seeing some branching off in terms of what we, we do this one way on this uh, device and that way on that device. I like that, but like, I don't know. I, uh, I've already gotten pretty addicted to the dock on iPad. I really like having lots of stuff down there. I finally just started getting habituated to pulling that up instead of double clicking to switch. And I don't know. I think it's kind of strange that they, I, I realized they had to give it away because of the new future and all of that. But like, I almost feel like though it would be I'd rather see these things with gestures moving in a similar direction. It just feels confusing to me for people who are gonna have both. I'm still not used to where they move to the punctuation on the iPad keyboard, so it's another I mean, maybe I'll get used to it. Uh, I won't I have to relearn the phone, I have to relearn keyboard it. is different. Ugh, I have to relearn it every time. I love it. I love the pull down for so many things, but I'm still I, I still find myself having to go around the bend twice sometimes before I land on the keyboard I thought I was getting. Yeah, I can't find the ellipsis. I, I can't it's find the stuck colon. There, the ellipsis is above, was it above the like the semicolon or something? It's down. It's I, weird. I, I have to hunt for it now. Well, it's and the bad. period trick doesn't always work anymore. Was it the period? Yeah. What's the one that does that? Isn't there a period? Yeah, you can, hold, you can hold down on the period and go up was where the ellipsis used to be. Sometimes. Not anymore. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, tune into John's other program for that. It's in show notes. I don't really have anything to talk about this week. Yeah, me neither. I'm all exhausted from from back from back to school. Back to school. Oh yeah, let's keep it short. Um, okay, you know how about this? Let me make a suggestion. How about we do a short bit of follow up on critters? Now remember, this is a, this is another wraparound, so we will not have heard. Yeah, we are now. That's that brings up another thing. I know this is a running gag, but seriously, today I was like, did I forget to listen to an episode? Because I know we talked about mouse stuff, but I don't remember listening to that one. And lo and behold, that one hasn't been. How are we recording? Before summer, the one John, that we recorded summer. last summer, summer, it's got us all. Solid... I thought we were back into ordinary time. We're back. We're getting near ordinary time. That episode's not out yet. Now it will be as you listen to this. But here's the problem: this episode is being recorded on the 19th of September. The episode two episodes ago that we recorded has some mouse stuff. Yep, that episode is out. I believe the next no, episode. No, yeah, wait, no, huh? yes, the first mouse one is out. The one with more detailed stuff on the glue traps that we're going to get in trouble about is not uh, out right, as right. we record this. But that I, comes out in two days. I have to do I, notes for that one. I, I feel like I should have already listened to that one because now I, I, feel, had, I feel a I, lot I wrote of things. something to remind myself. Yeah. To talk about, but now I don't remember what the hell I was trying to remind myself. I bet if I listened to that episode, I would say, oh yeah, there was something I wanted to say about the mice and didn't get to when it. Anyway. We, when we finished the episode of recorded on the 5th to be released afterward to come out on the 21st, when we recorded that, I feel like you still had a lot to say about mice. You said, we'll do more next time. And I don't remember what it was. Anyway, I can give you a brief update, which is all is quiet. On the, the Western Mouse Front. Quiet mice. That's good news. I don't know. I checked one of the uh, the poison bait thingies. Mm-hmm. Not a nibble. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. I'm surprised they give up that easy, to be honest. I don't know if they give up. Maybe it was just that one. I didn't check all of them. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I happened to check one of them because I was making sure I was out of the reach of the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, well, while I'm doing this, let me take a look. And it looked untouched. So, I mean, there's no, no sign of mice. Boy, that's I mean, good we to hear. Away. We were away for several weeks and that's when they came because that's what they do. They wait for you to leave. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, the house has been quiet for a really long time. Let's invade. And then I came back and cleaned house and cleaned up all their little poops and washed everything. And 
bought a bunch of traps and bait and now no nothing so i have i have no update on that other than like i guess we're in a cold war now mm-hmm. and they might be having i think in baseball it's called a rebuilding year <laughs> yeah right rebirthing rebirthing year mm-hmm. let's see mice gestation you had a bunch of stuff about ants. I don't know if you want to go into that. Well, no, it's there's not that much to say. Uh, the ants are a funny thing in San Francisco. I don't know if it's what they're medically, scientifically called, but uh, they call them sugar ants here. And essentially, these poor little bastards get rained out of their house, usually in our rainy season, which is November to whenever it feels like stopping raining. But definitely, like around Christmas, it's very rainy. And the first, there'll be no ants, and then it will rain, and then we'll, it will rain more. And suddenly, you have all of the ants. By the time you see an ant, you are already overrun. And we're on the third we're on the third floor. These ants live outside and like the ants live underground outside and like the snails, uh, they are driven out of their homes and mm. the worms. They'll get driven out by like the onslaught of rain. So why do they go to your house then? Why don't they just go to somewhere else? Where there's less, like, go another patch of dirt. I'm no E.O. Wilson, but my guess is that when it comes to ants and moisture, the answer is up. Hmm. So, and you know any trees? Well, but, you know, we have delicious treats in our house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cat food and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be how they come up. Oh, my God. House mouse. <laughs> this sounds like an EDM band. House mouse gestation, 20 days. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? I, bu- I do believe it. <laughs> I, I think, I think they, were, uh, they were coming up in, in real time. It was like a pipeline uh, uh-huh. to the glue traps. <laughs> we're going to get so much. Oh, we're going to get a lot of feedback. No, but the, the, the funny thing is, okay, so that happens. So like November, December, this is super interesting. November, December, you just get ready because boy, here they come. And there are, everybody in San Francisco knows. You get, you so get, re- these are the really, really tiny ones. Yeah. 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 They're super little and they're not, they don't, I don't think they bite or anything, mm-hmm. but it's just funny. Cause like by the time you see one, if you take the time to look, this is super EO Wilson. And you know, that EO Wilson book is a, is a good read. I recommend it, but you learn about the, uh, the seeming chaos of, of ants and how their paths it's, and it's a fascinating story. But what's funny is you'll be, you'll be doing your thing. You'll be making your coffee and you go, Oh, that's interesting. We have an ant. You go brush your teeth. You go to the bathroom. You go, oh, that's interesting. Apparently, we have a second ant. Meaning, at this point, by the end of the day or like by the end of the morning, you've seen maybe three ants in three different places. If you look very, very carefully, you'll start discovering there's an ant here, there's an ant there. And as E.O. Wilson explains, what happens is they start following the successful trails and, and then just really collapsing on the place that ended up being a good place to go. So you go out for the morning, you record a podcast, you come back, you saw three ants when you left, and when you come back, bum, ba bum, they are just freaking all over the place. You got the big conga line of ants, like a giant string of ants? It'll be a conga line network where it'll be like, you'll see like they'll be coming, converging from different directions. I got to find this book. What is that book called? We have ants occasionally in our house too, and we do have the ant trap thingies. Do you get the the, uh, Grant's ants stakes? I think we get carpenter ants. That are like destroying okay. your house. Everything, yes. everything around here destroys your home. Mm-hmm. It's, all about, it's all about destroying your investment. <laughs> so we get those. And those are kind of big and scary. And you see a couple of those, you start freaking out. But the ant traps usually take care of it. Yeah. We get those little stakes. <laughs> Maybe the mice eat them. I don't know. Mm, Hakuna Matata. Yeah. We get those stakes that you could stick in the ground. But I'll, anytime, as soon as I see some ants, uh, I'll just put like four of those down in the area. You come back later, they're just like teeming 
overrun with ants. What what's on the steaks? Is like sugary stuff the ants like? I don't know. Uh, ants taste better pill. Uh, let's see. Uh, Grants ants steaks. But like, is it supposed to poison them or yeah. just attract yeah, no, they, them? They go in. They go into this little hole. So search for Grants ants. Let's find out what's in there. Basically, they crawl into this little hole, and uh, I guess it's poison. They all like go in there and die though. It's just, it's real handy. They don't go somewhere else to die like with your mice. Ants check in, but they don't check out. Yeah, this I see what it is. Yeah, so those that looks. Little plastic thingies with something they like inside them that kills them. Yeah, that's what the ant traps are in the house. Yeah, yeah. And they're not too, like, as ways of killing things go. It's one of the less deadly things to have if you have pets and kids and stuff. Yeah, we we had our dog, our our previous dog, chewed up a bunch of those ant traps and uh, survived. They're such idiots. Mm -hmm. How's Daisy doing? She's hanging in there. She's been a little bit crazy lately. We're not sure why. Like, uh, we'll come home from work and she's just, like, flipping out. And so, I mean, like, yesterday, I... It's like, well, you're flipping out because you've been cooped up all this. Let's go to the park and run around like a crazy dog and just play with other dogs and run and run. And she just played and ran until she was like exhausted and panting and could barely walk. You're like, this dog is going to be dog tired. That's the expression. We mm-hmm. bring her home and she was still crazy. Huh. So, Do you think it's because of just... changing uh, schedules around the house? Nah, I mean, we're back to our old schedule and she's doing fine. Yeah, but you've been her, you were her doggy daddy all summer and now you're not around. She got into the flow, and she's still in the flow. She's fine. She's not, like, anxious. I, wa- I watch her on my little doggy cam all day at work. She's not, like, freaking out or destructively chewing or whatever. She's just hanging out, snoozing, hmm. doing her thing. Hmm. Um, I don't know. She's just uh, a little bit uh, a little bit hyper lately. I mean, and she's getting the exercise. We got her little doggy Fitbit and doggy GPS tracker. It tells us she's getting the exercise. <laughs> and really, like, we're running this dog until she is dead tired. So I don't know. She's But she's got a lot of energy. She's always like this. She likes to chew on her beds. She's oh, like, no, lay on the bed, chew on it. And it's like some of her beds she will lay on. But every once in a while, she's like, you know what? I could chew on this bed, I bet. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't. If you chew on it, you'll destroy it. And then it doesn't get to be a bed anymore. So you take the bed away. But then when you take the bed away, it's a special treat. When you bring the bed back, she's like, oh, good. That bed is back. So anyway, she destroyed one of her beds today. It was a, wimp- it was a wimpier bed. <sighs> you, probably, you probably try and explain it to her. Yeah. It yeah. was a wimpier bed, but it was a, it was a wire cutter pick and she you know she was doing well with the bed she was snoozing on it a lot but now she's ripped the open and the stuff is coming out it's like well so much for that bed we're thinking of getting her a nice winter dog bed that you can like snuggle up in like when it gets warmer mm. or colder rather so she yeah. can be warm uh but i'm afraid to buy an expensive one that she's just gonna rip open and then you know how's her uh how's her tinkle time doing oh uh, she she uh, broke her streak she was on a 25 day streak with no accidents in the house 25 days. Did you have a little sign with you where you flip the number over? Yeah, yeah, we might as well have. We thought she was like we were in the clear, but she somehow got into my son's room where she normally doesn't go. And I guess she doesn't think that's part of the house. Or she freaked out because she knew she was in the forbidden place and she had a little tinkle in front of his uh, chest of drawers. <sighs> that was uh, that was this weekend. So 25 day streak end. But she, I mean, she's for the most part, she's fine. Good. Other than, you know, waking us up at 530 in the morning to go out. But yeah. You're going to get that. Yeah. So that that tinkle, you know, aberration, we probably do have to sort of acclimate her to the kids' rooms. The reason we'd be keeping them out of there is because the kids' rooms are disaster areas and she will, you know, eat the things that are on the ground, most of which are harmful, like Legos and paints. Oh, and you wouldn't even maybe discover because you wouldn't notice it missing. Nobody's going to miss a one nub in brown Lego. Uh, Well, she'll eat like 70 Legos and then we'll have the, you know, multi-thousand dollar vet bill or something, surgery to get it all out. So... So we try to keep her out of those rooms, but that also means that if she does get in there, you know, either she doesn't consider it part of the house when she's like, oh, I can pee in here. This is fine. I don't live in this place. Or she's just like, oh, I'm in the forbidden room. What mm-hmm. if they catch me? Finally, I had, right. We had to get our cat an echocardiogram. 
Yeah, I heard about this. I oh, heard you about heard, the... you, so you do listen to the show sometimes. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had spent a bunch of money to get our echocardiogram. So we know how to anesthetize her in order to remove her rotten tooth. Mm-hmm. Echocardiogram mm-hmm. for a cat, six pound cat. Yep. Hmm. That's what I mean. Did you look into pet insurance? We're looking into that now. I think too. it's too Everyone's late now. Now we're we're much closer to the time when I just put her down. I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's the thing. What was it? The uh, the the five digit five digit limit. Yep. 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 It used to be formerly the four digit limit. Well, I just I knew we were getting in. Yeah. You, know, you know what? We're. we're I'm, uh, you think you're gonna get in trouble with the glue traps? You're gonna put this poor cat down because he's got a bad tooth. Well, not because it's no, it's, it's the bad tooth is is the instantiating incident. It's because it's so expensive. I don't care if she has rotten teeth. I hate I hate spending the money. I know. Here's I know. some here's some photos from the last couple of days. Look at that precious angel. Look at her. Look That's at one of that. the better pictures of her. She almost looks like a cat there. I know. It's crazy, right? Oh um, no! I zoomed in. Now forget it. No, I see the now I see the rat tail. Uh, here's her this morning. She likes to sit in the sun, and she makes an expression like what? What? We call her Sun Kitty. Look at that face. Look at those daughter wearing, daughter wearing a Fitbit. What's that? Your daughter's wearing a Fitbit. Yeah. I got her yeah. I got her on the Fitbit game. My son's wearing one too. I don't know why they could see in it. I mean we have the, we have just left over it. She likes it. She'll she'll excitedly tell me that she has like, you know, hit her uh, she has a very modest goal and she hits mm-hmm. it usually like, you know, at school. It's going great. And we wake up in the morning, we compare our sleep. That picture of your cat in front of the window it looks like there was a cat there, but someone has replaced the cat's head with I don't know, like a, like a, like a fist covered with fur. Like it looks like the front of the cat's nose was. Co- I, I can't even parse it. Like where's the eyes and the nose? <laughs> it does. It's like an optical illusion. It's like it's an old lady and then it's a duck. I don't. I don't know what the hell this thing is. It depends. If you, if you turn your head, she looks a little like a cat. <laughs> no, these ears like little goblin ears. Uh huh. Well, they scooped out all the espresso. Oh, that's grim. Master Carter Visa, Mister Man. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com. Enter the offer code DIFFS at checkout, and that'll get you 10% off your first purchase. Please listen carefully. You need to make your next move with Squarespace because Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and so much more. Whether you want to create a blog or a portfolio or an online store, even a podcast, Squarespace lets you do all of that because Squarespace is an all-in-one platform. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. Don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Squarespace has got you covered. They have award-winning 24 by 7 customer support if you ever need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name and all those beautiful award-winning templates. They're so beautifully designed. And you know what? They're responsive. That means they work on any device or dingus that your visitors want to be using. I've been using Squarespace myself for years and I love it. My uh, personal site is on Squarespace. My podcast, Roderick on the Line, yeah, that's on Squarespace. And my ungainly X-Man meetup site, that's all on Squarespace. I just love them to death. Uh, crazy part is Squarespace plans start at a very meager $12 per month. That's hardly any money at all. You can go and start a trial right now with no credit card required. You just go to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, please use the very special offer code DIFFS. That's D-I-F-F-S. That'll get you 10% off your first purchase. And yeah, you know what? It'll show your support for Reconcilable Differences. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So, what else? 
Yep. So pets, pets really bring us a lot of joy. Uh, oh, we got trimming uh, your follower list, following list. We've got. Uh, do I mean, do it? I, I'm in. If you are, yeah, I, it's, it's, I, these are all quickies. I don't. I don't want to just you. You try to impose too much structure. No. On, on this show, I've I, I, you do that. I don't do that. I think you do, and I don't know if it's because I know it's not because you need a topic because you have plenty of shows where you don't have one. I think it's because you think I need one, but I don't. Well, I, I think you. I think you feel like sometimes doing... I have one, but I don't need. Well, one. I worry you won't think we're being productive if we just shuck and jive. I prefer to just no. shuck and jive. I figure this no. is what keeps you interested. You're like you're like a dog. I got to give you a, a bone. Sometimes, to chase. sometimes I do have topics, but if I okay. don't, I'm you know I feel like this is I need to have like a like a bye week or whatever. I don't know, like. Sometimes I'm just too exhausted. I'm just too too exhausted from just. Well, it's like when uh, when the when the woman says to George, "Can we not talk about this?" Right, and then and George says, "No, well, the topic should just you know resolve itself in its own time. You don't just stop talking about something because it's time." You know, he thinks the Yankees should have doors that uh, go all the way to the floor in the bathroom. Oh yes, now now it's, it's all come back to you. I was like, yeah. George, wait, nope, Seinfeld got it. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like, let me put this in computer terms for you. The way that I'm using a Twitter, the, Twitter at this point, I feel like, I don't know if it's, I'm thinking of HT access or I'm thinking of a profile, but I have so many hacks that are keeping Twitter useful for me at this point that I think it's time for me to really start over. I have, I use so much muting. I use lists for other things and, uh, and through it all, there's the thing where it's just kind of socially necessary to follow some people. And there's other people where like, I want to run the thing that says not, I don't want to, I know a lot of my, my things. This is a whole lot of topics to talk about, but I'll, okay, let me just leave it at this. I feel like it's time for me to really make a lot of changes. Not because of abuse, not because of bad stuff, but just because it's not as fun. And I do a lot of it out of obligation. And I slough through a lot of stuff. That's not very fun just because I feel like I have to. I feel a little a little overwhelmed. Your list, the only thing I would object to there is the idea that you have a bunch of mutes and that's somehow bad. I think that you've worked to make that mute list and I think it's it's doing its job and it shouldn't, like, do you have, like, guilt about muting? Like, what, what's the problem with the mute list? I wouldn't want to get rid of that because... Does, does, Twitterific, does Twitterific have timed mutes? No. That's one nice thing about Tweetbot or that I use a lot. Maybe it doesn't, I don't know. It's like, oh, it's, it's South by Southwest, so I know this person or, like, some... Some person on political Twitter has a book to promote, and I'll just be like, okay, let's give them the month off. Thank you for your service. And then they pop back up. And I can frequently tell when it's been 30 days since I muted a bunch of people, because then it's like, they're all there. But that's somebody else's list, so I don't have the ability to remove people from it. But anyway, tell me where you are right now. Well, I don't use lists. I never have, because I, I just the whole my whole thing is unified timeline. I just want one thing to check, and lists is the opposite of one thing to check. It's multiple things. I do actually have some lists made, but I just I just never check them. Like I tried to see, am I a person who can use lists? And the answer is no. I just want one big chronological list of things that I go through, and that's it. But the problem lately is that I've been so busy that I just I fall behind past the limit of Twitterific's ability to catch me up like, and, you're, and you're a completionist you like to get it all yeah well, I, I you know i was a completionist until now it's like 999 tweets behind and you realize that it's just cutting things off because every time 10 new tweets come in 10 go off the end that you're never going to see it might even be an api limitation not just the, the client limitation uh, and practically speaking i can't catch up on a thousand tweets so many days i've missed stuff and so that means it's time to trim my list because it's obviously there's too many too many tweets and i'm doing too much other crap and i can't keep up with it so i gotta i gotta trim mm-hmm. and I found myself wishing for, I found myself almost making, because this wouldn't be actually that hard to do, a thing that tells me, okay, 
uh, sort of like disk inventory 10 or X, depending on how you want to pronounce it, or daisy disk or whatever, show me a, a view or, you know, of like a week in the life of my Twitter list and show me who the high volume people are. Because I'm not going to knock out three people who post, you know, five tweets a week. It's right. not going to do me any good. I got to find the big ones. I got to find the, thing, the, the big space consumers and cut them out. You got to find your iPad backups. You know what I mean? Like you get you the thing that the thing that's taking a disproportionate amount of space for not much usefulness. Right. And the thing is, well, you should know who those people are. You read your things. Whose tweets do you see a lot of? But a lot of the ones that I would see, like this person tweets a lot, but I'd be like, yeah, but I don't want to unfollow them. Like they have good tweets. And so I can't, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like mm-hmm. and my mutes, I, I have a bunch of people muted too, but I have no I think they're all working great. Like tons of mutes and tons of blocks and they're all, all thumbs up on those. Love it. Um, but my follows, I don't know. I don't know who to vote off the Island. I don't know who to ditch. Um, and this came up in the context of Evan Rachel Wood. I saw her today. I'm like, you know what? I should unfollow her, but she's, she's fairly low volume. I know. And occasionally post funny things from the set of Westworld and stuff. I'm like, that's exactly what I want from, uh, 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 celebrity Twitter. It's like, what would I really be getting rid of? Her her five posts a day. Is that going to really save me anything? So Evan Rachel Wood stays on. But it's just there's no there's no nuance to it. I got followed by I mentioned a, a band that I liked a lot in the '90s, and the singer from this band that I adore started following me, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> so of course I followed him, and it's low volume. But whoa, 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 of course I followed him. There's why there's no, no no you ain't no follow back girl i've been listening to his music since i was a young man and i thought out of respect i'll I'll do that and no but see this this is getting to the problem though it's like he's not even the worst the, the problem is that there are people like you say that will do really interesting things but but the vast majority of what they're sharing is not even amusing self-promotion i, I you know i some kinds of self-promotion you got to do and other kinds you choose to do and then there's the in case you missed it. But there's just so much of like, hey, just in case you missed it the first seven times, I'm going to be at JJ Laughing Hut, you know, in Bristol uh, tomorrow. And it's like, it's just, just too much of that. It's just like I, I, I'm i losing the pearls amongst all of the oysters. Yeah, maybe you follow different people because most I don't have a lot of self-promoters, although I don't have any people with anything to promote for the most. Even like Evan Rachel Wood, she's not like promoting like, hey, guys, watch Westworld next season. Like, she doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh but but even if they do, if like that's that's low, still low volume, it may be disproportionately annoying for the for the value they might be, and that's why I don't follow a lot of celebrities. Like most of the people I have I have followed and unfollowed have been celebrities. You're like, oh, I, I like this person, but they they can't tweet, right? Um, but yeah, I don't think you should. I, I don't like the the follow back. I don't like that. I think it's not no. a thing you need to do. I just you know, if it's somebody that I've like adored my entire adult life, it's kind of hard not to. I don't know. It was so nice of them to do that, you know, even though they're probably muting mm. me. Yeah, well, I know. Did, I'm broken inside. Did, did you miss my Gwen Stefani reference there? I really want to get credit for all my music references. Uh, Gwen Stefani was in No Doubt. I said, I said you ain't no follow back, girl. Oh, the, see, that's funny. That's really good. That's really good. I that's just want really to make good. sure you caught it because I feel like I need uh, to. Very, I need to. Uh, I was a quota of uh, music related things that I was like, I know, I know a music reference, and I'm mm-hmm. excited and proud. Looks like Griffin uh, got a trophy for Traveler's Chosen. Nightfall Aura, High Risk, High Reward, Legendary oh, he, Engram. He, those guys are so popular, I bet they have all sorts of, like, I don't know how they've had the free time to do it, but they have, but they have all sorts of fancy friends who can 
Oh, help them with them. missions. Oh, yeah. I see. Nep- yeah, nepotism. Yeah. No, they're they're cheating by using their celebrity to be good at destiny. That's sickening. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's this is really stupid to even talk about, but I, I still really do. Like, I I'm that unpopular opinion where I actually do still really like a lot about Twitter. Um, there are, and a lot of times it's this little sweet spot of like people in our little nerd community who are not superstars, like super famous, like Apple people, but like I just I just really like. I like their little observations. I mean, you know, like Stephen Frank, he's fun to follow. He's, he's always, he's fun on Tumblr. He's fun on Twitter. He's really low volume. Like I, I really, I could use more people like that or people who are trying. I wish more people were trying. That's really all. I should look at your Twitter more like what you tweet to other people. Cause I follow you and I see what you tweet in public, but there's very, very little of that. Um, but sometimes I found with people who are low volume, I'll for some reason I'll end up like on their info screen and I'll do like show their their tweets including all their replies and I'll be like this person is replying to every person who ad mentions them. I know that's how people use Twitter. I'm telling you, like like so they have three tweets a day that I see and they have 500 replies to people who ad mention them. I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? And very often, I mean, John Roderick was like that a little bit too. That's why I, you know, I'm like, why did John leave Twitter? He seemed like it was fine. He would have you know three funny interesting tweets a day and it seemed fine but then you look and he's spending his day arguing with people oh, on twitter about inane everybody. things right and it's like well first of all a why did he never argue with me so now i feel insulted and b yeah. what he's spending no wonder you don't like twitter you're you're just like every single person who says something to you you're going back at them was a hundred tweet thread so is that what's happening with you or you're not getting sucked into replying to people are you like randos and stuff oh my goodness i want to just i want to teach a course to our friends on slack i, I just want to not teach I want to advise. I just want to spend five minutes and say, wow, there's so many ways that you could choose to not have your day ruined by somebody with eight followers. Like, why are you doing that? Not, and it's not a status thing. You're such a classist. I'm not trying to make it. What I'm trying to say is like, if you got, as they say, dragged, if you got put on blast, as the brothers say. Oh, no, you're going back in time now. Right. So if you got, if you got, if you're getting yelled at, by Alex don't let, Jones. Don't let, don't let no jive turkey say things like that. Up your nose with a block. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's so that's Sit on aw- it. hey, hey. <laughs> that's legitimately awful. Like when your when your mentions become this like this big poop storm of just awful awful people. But but here's the thing, and this is the ultimate in like reverse Gary the privacy clown, which is like some rando says something to you about how they didn't like a thing you did. You get into a fight with them on Twitter. You've now so greatly amplified their message of silliness. You've given it. You've given it uh, credence because now you're sensitive about it. You're being publicly sensitive about this thing, or you could do what I do, which is to say thank you, and then you mute them. You could do that. Now, the nice thing on Twitter, also on regular Twitter, is you can mute conversations, which has totally changed the game. I, I'm not saying I do this, but I mute most things I tweet after about an hour. I just don't need to know. Just that's good. You guys have fun. Have you ever done the thing where you reply to the thread and you just say unsubscribe? I guess Twitter's not sophisticated enough to get that that time-tested internet joke, right? Where you are roped into a conversation. You're in a Twitter canoe. For yeah, for it's not just Twitter. It was it used to happen in all sorts of other uh, you know bulletin board systems and oh, yeah, even sure. on and stuff like that. Where you just say unsubscribe, like stop including me in this conversation mm-hmm. because my client is showing me these messages because my name is mentioned. But stop doing that because I'm not in this conversation at all. Um, and muting conversations is the way of doing that without telling people. So it's the, it's the version of doing unsubscribe without being obnoxious and cheeky. You're just like, well, I'm not going to see any more of that conversation. Well, I don't. I, I, I had, there's nothing performative 
about what I'm doing. Well, nothing, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not asking anybody to do anything that differently. I think that's crazy. I think that is not just pushing a rope. I think that's pushing 10 million ropes. I think you just need to adapt the things that you choose to see and then how you decide to feel about what you see. And if you don't like that, you shouldn't be on social media. That's what social media is. So I I don't have that feature because I don't use the the right. official Twitter client, right? Yeah. But I do the 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 self implemented version of that, which is if I'm at mentioned in a giant 700 tweet argument thread, Twitter can start off start off as a reply to me, and that I never participated in at all. Sometimes I want to say unsubscribe, but. Instead, I mentally unsubscribe, which means I don't read those tweets. And uh-huh. it's annoying to have to scroll past them. Or I, I do read them, but I'm just like, I'm never going to participate in this. But I guess if, if I can mute conversation, I probably would. But I can't. So I do right. the, you know, the the manual version of that. Uh, which, once you get into the habit of doing, isn't actually that bad. It's, well, it's not. And it's easy enough to fly past things. You know, one thing that's a little bit frustrating is that as usual, Twitter continues to introduce new features that I personally would not only not ask for, but would beg them not to do, including the thing now where you can put so many usernames in. And then on top of it, if you're using the Twitter regular Twitter client, I mean, it's been my, my passive aggress, aggressive habit over the years. If somebody writes something to four or five people, and I'm one of them, I think of it like email. Like, I'm not going to hit reply all. It's diffusion of responsibility. Uh, first of all, because they this happens to me all the time, where they will write to five people, and that just means you're never going to get a reply because no one of those five people thinks you're talking to them. Oh no, no, I, you and I are both acquainted with people who will reply, and then the well, spice that, flows. I mean, that's that's what I think when I do that. But then I see like this happens to me. It happened to me the other day. Like someone at mentioned like me, Marco, Gruber, like a whole bunch of people in one giant thing, and I'm like, well, they have just a guarantee they're never going to get a reply. And then Gruber replied like 15 minutes later. So there's always this, there's always one you know person who's awake and raring to go or whatever. Well, it's frequently Dan. Dan. Dan Dan will respond to a lot of people about a lot of things, and then I then the canoe just starts spreading. But the year that you're in, yeah, 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 yeah. But what's really frustrating though is that in the and I know you don't use this the client, but uh, one change that they made in the last little while is it's it's gotten very difficult to tell at a glance who something was to and from where it used to be much clearer. And now with you, when you respond to somebody, you don't see it in line and you have to go in and manually unclick people. So like it used to be just so much easier to respond, include somebody's handle, the one person you're responding to. I always thought that was just a considerate thing. If some, if some guy sent something with seven people's name in it and go, is it just me or is the Mac burp burp? And if you actually do have something to say, when I would respond, I would never include all the people in that. Like, that's that's really weird. Twitterific shows them, but yeah, I delete them all, except for the one person I'm replying to. It was, you never, like, I even delete the ATP, at ATPFM. I delete that out of it just because I don't want Marco and Casey, who I know check those at mentions, to have to see my reply to this one person. I totally, I totally agree. And I mean, part of it is, is also, like, I don't know. I I still am, have never gotten comfortable with handle equals person. It's still bothers me what what do you mean by that had lunch today with at syracusa oh oh yeah yeah um so to me uh, using somebody's handle if you're gonna if you're writing to someone so like if i say at lin-manuel miranda i think you're super cool like that's a way of addressing someone i'm addressing him directly now other people will see it if they follow and all, all the incantations are in place you can see who toots to who but that, in that case that would mean me just saying 
Like, okay, Virginia Heffernan. Uh, last week, I felt inclined to say, hey, at Virginia Heffernan's, I forget her funny handle, I really enjoyed this week's Trumpcast. I thought it was really moving. That, to me, is a good use of Twitter, is me writing to this one person in a more or less public place to say, I really like this thing you did. That's really all. That's all. Just wanted to say that, right? That makes a lot of sense to me. So an at response in the classic sense is a good thing. When you say, is it just me or does the Mac burp a derp a derp? And then you put seven people's names at the bottom of that. I think that's gross and irresponsible. And it's just, it's disgusting. So you're just, you're just fishing for attention when people do that. So that's what it says. It's diffusion responsibility. Let me at mention every single person who I think might be remotely interested. Well, it's like, a, it's like an attention DDOS or something, or like, I don't know, war dialing, war dialing people. But I guess all I'm trying to say is like, to me, there's a difference. A lot of times, if I want to men- mention your name, I will mention your name and I will call you John Syracusa, or I will call you Syracusa with big boy letters. If I want to hail you specifically for inclusion in a given thing, like, like for example, yesterday, somebody said to me, hey, uh, what's a good to do, uh, David, what's his head um, from the meetup said like, hey, what's a good to do list app for collaborating? And I said, I don't know, but I'll bet at iMike has an opinion on this. That to me is a good use of a Twitter handle because the whole purpose is I know iMike's checking his mentions. He's, he's not trolling his mentions. He'll see that and he'll be able to go and respond to David and say, and he did. He said, wonder list and to do this might be good for this. That to me is the use of a handle to just always include somebody's handle when you really just mean the person. The handle does not equal equal person. Like don't stop, stop doing that. I, I know that's the conventional way to like show off and talk to celebrities and stuff, but I think it's, I think it's gross. I don't mind it except when it's clearly sex one is clearly there to try to draw the attention of the person, but like a plea, a plea, a plea for attention. But yeah, but the other way is the way I use it most of the time. I'm trying to direct somebody to a person or I'm trying to make a tweet so that people who read the tweet will know who the hell I'm talking about. Just putting Marco, no one has any idea who Marco is and can't really find out. But if I want to do it in a way that I'm going to say, if you have questions about who I'm talking about, tap that little thing and you'll see who I'm talking about. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it to draw Marco's attention. I'm doing it to direct the person I'm talking to to somebody yes. else. Whereas you were saying, you were like, now Mike will see this. Really, I think of it as now you know the person who you really need to go to, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, you, you're not going to send angry people there or whatever, but very often it's, you know, just you're trying to direct the people towards it. I really enjoy, enjoyed at whatever's thingamabobber, right? And I'm not doing it because I'm trying to draw the attention of at whatever, whether right. a celebrity or not. I'm totally doing it to let people know who who are you talking about? Who did this thing? And it's like, well, now you now you know. Tap that little thing, and that's the person who I'm saying did this thing. Um, so it works both ways. And unfortunately, you can, I think you're going to be in a situation where you want to direct people to a person, mm-hmm. but it's impossible not to look like you're trying to draw that person's attention if if there's like a power imbalance, like if they're a super famous celebrity. But in those cases, I don't mind because celebrities don't read it. Well, Twitter. I mean, look here, like, okay, come like, on. like if you and I, for what, like we've talked about uh, the singer Amy Mann on this show a bunch mm-hmm. of times because we both really like her. But like if if she were to come up in a Twitter conversation, uh, and she probably has, I don't think I would use her by handle 
unless I specifically wanted to make sure she like saw a nice thing someone said. Oh, I always use her by handle because I assume she's never going to say it. So celebrities don't can't read Twitter. I mean, you see what it's like. They, they follow 10 million people. They don't have time to read Twitter all day. Like actual celebrities don't read Twitter. But when you use someone's handle, you're asking them to pay she's attention to something. She's never going to see it. Amy Mann is not looking not at her true. mentions. Not true. She's, she's that's, not that's looking just at her. Silly. Like, she says all day to look at her mentions. Yeah, I'm sure she's there all day. Go, let me catch up on my mentions. Let me exhaustively look at them. You're being you're being very silly. But like when I've gone in and mentioned her in play, she's like acknowledge that. She knows you. Oh my god. She's not. She's scrolling past okay. everybody else. All right. She all probably right. follows you. That's why she shows up in the things. Like it's not important. But all I have, I have no compunction about about right. mentioning Amy Mann because I know she's never going to see it. But it's for other people to know who I'm talking about. Like when I say you know like well I just you- it drives me it drives me freaking bananas. Like if you want to offer a, a topic of conversation that can be had with one or two exchanges at 140 characters and you're not being a dick, I'm almost always super game for that. But then sometimes you'll just get this thing where 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 somebody has been ruminating freely about something and you see what is clearly the end of their unthreaded thing they were just ruminating about. And they go, oh, and I especially imagine Hot Dogs Ladies has something to say about this. And that's the tweet I get. Unthreaded equals I'm never going to see that. The tweet yeah, I get is, I'm sure Hot Dogs, Hot Dogs Ladies has something to say about this. Oh, well, let me just extend my hand and go read your entire timeline to figure out why you're mentioning my name. No, no. The lack of threading. I, I mean, I feel for it's hard to make threads, but that I'm never going to go back through your timeline and figure out why you have mentioned me. It's never going to happen. But that could be a super nice person. But now I've got to go and like track that down. You can't. I can't. You can't do it. I don't have the time for that kind of archaeology. You should find no. the time because that's what Twitter is for. When people say nice things to you, you should acknowledge them. I, I fave them. I, we've gone through I'll this do these. I know. Right? I picked that up from you. I've started doing the fave. I don't want everything I do to be thanks, but like I do want to like engage with people. That's why the site is there. No, you you totally you totally love to say thanks. That's your thing on Twitter. That's when I when I do look through your timeline, I say, look at this. He's he's sending what? Uh, canned artificial sounding replies to everybody. I do not. If I no, listen. Here's what you need to know. If I say if I say thanks with an exclamation point and leave a little note. I'm honestly saying, hey, thanks. And if I make I little, know, but it's the same and thing I make an in joke back at them, John Syracuse. If I say, if I say thank you, that means they just got muted. Whenever you see just thank you, that's your cue that you just got muted. Well, I don't think Rowan is aware that this has been available in Emacs for some time now. Thank you. That's the sound. That's the sound of me going, click. Well, that's like saying plonk. Like you don't need to actually write those words. But I'm talking about the other ones where you're genu- you're doing the same thing as I'm doing with a fave, where you're trying to acknowledge somebody who said something. <sighs> I do it by hitting the fave button because I cannot I cannot bring myself to find even just like a bucket of words that I will pull. You know, I'll go reach into my bucket of generic, uh, you know, thanks sort of gratitude acknowledgement thing. <sighs> I can't. I can't do that. I can't. It's because you're not a nice person, and I am no, a nice I am person. Nice. I want to. I you're want not, to express it. Not I want a to, nice person. I want to acknowledge the person. No. I want to let them know that I read their tweet. No. I want them to know that that I appreciate their tweet. Well, you shouldn't. You're like, aware of where the heart is. Yeah. I like the. Uh, no. I like the idea that, that first of all, that means they know I read it because there's no way you're hitting fave on a thing that you haven't read. Well, and second of all, it means that they know I acknowledge the sentiment mm-hmm. in an abstract way, not pinned oh. down to any particular concrete phrase that they can look at and say that's this good. looks like a form letter you keep right? it at arm's length that's a good idea it's not at arm's length i'm right there i'm there for them uh, if they if, if they ask me a question mm-hmm. i'll answer it but if they're just saying something nice the heart is my favorite way <laughs> to say that i appreciate it because i feel like any set of words that i write down will look uh look phony 
That's the way I feel. Oh, who's holding Caulfield now? And it's me. I know this is totally a thing, but it, I feel like it will look phony. I feel like it will. I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't pull it off as believable. Any anything that I can write there. Phony me to phony going through the rye. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 It's difficult. It is difficult, and it's so. I have tried so very, very, very hard in my quest to become a slightly less bad person. Uh, I can't even tell you in actual mouth words what I do. What I do in actual mouth words, I would tell you offline, but I would never say publicly. But I've decided that when I interact with people, I'm going to try, I try to the extent possible, given my mood, et cetera, to always assume no malice. Universal positive regard. Kind of. But like, for example, this project I've been working on with, with our president, I, I just, I like the idea of responding to his tweets as though he had just texted you. Why are you responding to our president's tweets at all? This is the perfect example of someone. I'm not responding to our president's tweets on his Twitter account. I'm responding to them on the, uh, the site that someone made that makes an official press release for every one of his remarks. Because I think it's an interesting exercise to say, like, when he says these horrible things, as long as it's not about a tragedy, I don't get involved with tragedies, and I'm not asking you to go follow this, but you can. You can see a thing I do, which is that I act like he just texted that to me. What would I say if this horrible man had just texted this to me? How would I respond? You're saying you do these as, as public tweets? Yes. And part of it is an extra, it's, it's, it's got a lot of levels to it. Part of it is, I don't like to talk about it because I'll crush the money, but part of it is that, like, I don't have that many places where I publicly text about what I've had for dinner. That's one place that I will do that. I don't publicly text about where I am and what I'm doing. I all, pretty much everything I say when I respond to the president's tweets as though he's texting to me is a true thing and is, I'm ruining the experiment by telling you this. It's exactly how I re- would respond if this horrible man had just texted that to me. And it's I've been, been reading so, your tweets. Have, have I missed so, give, me, give me one of these. Um, let's go look. I just went to your Twitter page for like the first time ever on the website. And you, was that Three Mile Island and, and as your header image? No, you should recognize that. That's um, uh, where we were staying. In um, <laughs> Springfield Reactor? Westport. Near Westport. Oh, I don't know. Near Swansea? That. No, I don't. And they just decommissioned that in June. Isn't that a, see, isn't that a good photo I took? I made a nice photo of that. It is a nice photo of a terrible thing. It's not a nuclear power plant. It's just a, it's 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 a it's it's power plant. No, it's not nuclear. I I thought it was, but then I looked it up. It's like a decommissioned nuclear power plant is a terrible thing, not necessary. It's not nuclear. It's a power plant, but it's not nuclear. Let's see here. Let's see. So what you need to do is you're looking for real press secbot. Yeah, and I know the account you're talking about. I've yeah, probably because you retweeted. I've seen those. Um, uh, sometimes yeah. Are, you, are these replies? They're not. It can't be replies. Otherwise, I wouldn't Mo- see them. Right. Mobutu. Ceci Seiko. So uh, the, the president writes, important meetings and calls scheduled for today. Military and economy are getting stronger by the day, and our enemies know it. Pound sign MAGA. And I said, nice. We're making baked ziti for dinner. Sorry, just got this, because I hadn't seen it earlier. Which is exactly what I would say if he had texted to me. And it feels good, it feels therapeutic, and a handful of people enjoy it. That's not what you would say if he texted that to you. Do you have people who text you that you kind of can't really say, could you please stop texting me? Nobody texts me. <laughs> I'm the whiz. I mean, you text me, you you probably text me more than anybody else. Other than oh, my I wife. thought you liked it. I do. I like oh. it fine, but right. there's the nobody texts me because I don't know. Hmm. They just don't. That's interesting. I text people sometimes yes. and then just never, just never hear from them. ESPN is paying a really big price for its politics and bad programming 
People are dumping it in record numbers. Apologize for untruth. And I said, that sucks, man. We paid too much for VW Jetta a few years back, and it was a real bummer. Have a good weekend. Well, if this is helping you, this seems like a, a Thanks, useful... Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Keep, keep me at arm's length, a little bit at arm's length. You don't have people like that. You're telling me, and I'll talk about this offline with you, but you don't have people in your life that just keep texting you stuff? No. no Shit. No, people, people don't like me. Uh, your friends? Yeah, I think they well, like you. I think your friends like you mostly. Well, people won't text me, I'll tell you that. Would you like more people to text you? I don't know. I mean... I think you don't. You don't want that. Yeah. Maybe I don't. Maybe I do. Have you I reached don't know. out to Todd? Todd's good at texting. Yeah, he texts sometimes. T- Todd's nice to text with. Who do I text with? I like to text with Todd. <laughs> I like to stop at the duty-free show. Mm-hmm. I like to text with Todd. Uh, Max and Alex, that's a joy of my life. Uh, let's see. The occasional Gruber. Uh, my brother-in-law. Oh, look at that. There's Scott and Adam. That's nice. I don't text with that many people. I don't text with that many people. I like the Relay Slack a lot. That's been a good place for me. People, it gets very low volume for a while, but but that's been a good place. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a Slack completionist because I'm too in too many damn Slacks. But I've I've been enjoying Slack too. But I enjoy a text. You should always feel free to text something. Like we've gone we've gone through the text rules with you, but you still get hung up on it. Like don't expect a reply. Doesn't mean I didn't read it. I don't. I, I are you up? Excuse me. Are you update your impression of me? I, I no longer expect that. We've had we've well, had nice good. discussions I just wanted, about wanted this. You just not feel I'm not this, worried. This is, this is why nobody texts me. No, it's <laughs> casual. It's casual, brah. But sometimes I'll yeah. send you. I'll send yeah. you a nice photo. Look at this picture of this cat. Look at that little cat. My daughter's sending a letter. Nobody in my house but me ever plugs in the goddamn iPads. Speaking of nobody in my house, this is my new my new project. I feel like this is my. Before the end of 2017, yeah. I want one of my children to take a shower mm-hmm. and then hang the bath mat back up. I want it to happen once before the end of the year because it has literally never happened. Like zero times. Not exaggerating. Oh. Haha, it's funny they never do it. Like zero times in these children's entire life. We we are not even we are not even near that at this point. We are still at honey. Turn the water off. The house is ve- <laughs> the house is very <laughs> the house is very very old. We have an area here with a bath mat, and I also put down this secondary towel because I've learned my lesson. Let's try to get the big water off when we're in the tub. And then when we get out... Oh, yeah. No. For, for a while, I thought my daughter was taking showers with the shower curtain open. I thought I, I yelled at my wife because I, I thought she wasn't tucking in the curtain. Yeah, no, not tucking in. I thought she was doing it with the thing open because that's the only Literally way to explain open. the amount of water that was in this bathroom. Oh, oh there's, no, there's no explaining it. There's, she, she must be hydro, hydrophobic. Because she gets out and like she goes over to pause the iPad, which she leaves in the bathroom on the dehumidifier <laughs> unplugged. And I go in and I, I shake it at her. I go, eh, eh, eh. Like, like a Curious George type situation. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, yeah, right. I'm supposed to plug that in. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I want to do more chores for, uh, for allowance. And I said, well, before we do that, let's do, because this is how I think. Let's walk through the things that mom and I could use some help with. We could use some help with a few things. I'm interrupting you. But that to me is the thing. Like, it's like, just show me some pattern. Now, some pattern she's great at. She washes her hands when she comes home. Uh, she goes to school. Like, she's pretty good at some things. <laughs> she hardly ever pees in the house. <laughs> well, she had 20, outside of the toilet. 25, 25 days in a row. <laughs> yeah. No, but, yeah. But the bath mat, like, I mean, because I'll tell them you forgot to hang up the bath mat, and then they will go up upstairs and hang up the bath mat. And it's like, how many times, isn't it annoying to be done with your shower, come downstairs and be told to hang up the bath mat and have to walk back up the stairs? But they'll go up and do it? They're not defiant about it? 
Oh, they complain to varying degrees. For the most part, they'll do it, but it's like, just make wow. the connection. Like, I just know. when you're done in the bathroom, I know. like, it's part of being done with the shower. Like, you turn off the water. Like, it's just the same process. Also, take the now soaking wet, for inexplicable Ugh. reasons, bath mat and hang it up. So that it's not, so I don't find it, like, you know, an hour later, you know, wadded up into a soaking wet ball. It's exactly the same thing every single night. Well, thank God she at least takes a shower once we've set it up and made her go in there. But then you got you got the, you got the water everywhere, the bath mat on the floor. You've got all the clothes in balls next to the dehumidifier. Yeah. And on the dehumidifier is, is her iPad, which is often still playing the Descendants 2 soundtrack because she's already moved on to come back, have some chocolate chips and watch TV. Although we've, we've curtailed after, after bath TV and it's been really salutary. That's, that was a hard switch. Yeah. We do, we do, once your homework is done, reading log or homework is done, you can do, TV time starts at 5, ends at 6.30. That could also be video game time. Sometimes I let her slide in video games early, and then I let her have one bonus video after bedtime, where she comes out and looks at a video with me. What's your, do you do, are you on the Colton plan or the Hodgman plan? Do you have hard edges or no hard edges? The Colton plan is you let them do whatever they want, and the Hodgman plan is you have to live as a colonial person <laughs> and have like a <laughs> yes. burn whale oil and and read on parchment. That's right. You put your cell phone in the bucket. No, I, the, 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 I'm sorry, I'm being obscure. But like, are you? Are you? Is your family? I was saying I know what you're referring to. You, you've told, you've said another podcast that Colton's plan. One per, one person's plan was very permissive, and the other was very restrictive. And I think it was Colton that was permissive, and Hodgman was restrictive right yeah and, and they went at uh, sort of at loggerheads about it at one point but like so what's uh what, if you as much as you're comfortable saying what are the rules on things like screens we're very permissive we don't you know it's like they just have to get the homework done and do all the things they're supposed to do and you know and no, no devices in the room at bedtime right uh, no de- yeah no no devices uh, uh they have to be off electronics by nine in bed by nine thirty. so 9 to 9 30 is reading time if they haven't already done their reading which very often they have because both of them are pretty good readers and uh, yeah, no, uh, no uh, devices in the bedroom. We did a little bit of a stealth thing this school year that has so far been working out pretty well. And part of the stealth thing was, I think as late as the first day of school, I was texting my wife and I was like, I think, I think I've got some ideas that would be non-invasive. And by non-invasive, I mean, we could pull these off without announcing it to her in a way that makes her feel like she's being punished because you, you know, from snowflakes come snowflakes. But like the basic deal was there's pickup at various times, depending on activities. There's you come home, you get a snack, you wash your hands. You might have some chill time. You do homework. The hard edges for me, not hard, but the semi-rigid edges are it's okay to watch TV at five, not too much animation, preferably something the whole family wants. Usually dad's making dinner at that point. We're really winding down TV, 6.30, maybe 6.45, depending on the night. You got shower. You're in bed by 7.30 or 8. Mom is reading. And then- In oh, bed by 7.30 or 8? The kids, got it. The kids need sleep. This is, the, oh, this is something you can only pull off if you have one child. Because what? if you had like a 13-year-old also in the house who- Do you feel that way about inoculations too? Who wasn't going to bed? Because kids get older and they stay up later, right? You know how it is, right? I, I, I am aware of that, yes. But like- Trying to have two separate bedtimes in the same house for two separate kids. I'm just saying, like that's yeah, I would I would kill for a 7:38 bedtime. No, that's, <laughs> we would have given. Oh, yeah, seriously, I cannot. Like I wish, I wish they keep going. They keep going later and later. I'm trying to hold the line at nine. She ends up reading until nine usually, but and she will kind of come out and putter around. But 
Yeah, it's gotten it's less difficult now that daylight saving time isn't so bad. But when daylight saving time saving time first starts, it's virtually impossible. Just it's ridiculous to make a kid go to sleep when it's still like obviously bright light out. It's criminal. So your your daughter stays up till like nine thirty and she's okay at school the next day. She's all right. She is got a little bit of night owl tendencies, which she probably gets from me because I'm a night owl. She. It varies. She stays up too late. She, we let her read in her room from 9 to 9.30. Uh, very often we put her to bed, but then like she'll sneak over and like turn the light back on or sneak a flashlight under her covers and read some more. And like, I mean, she's not, that's, that's why we do an electronic. She's not cooking right? meth. Right. She's just reading, but she does stay up too late. And sometimes she stays up way too late and then she's tired the next day, but then she'll go to bed early and zonk out at exactly that's good. nine. But, but yeah, she's not good at the sleep management. I mean, this is one of those dumb parenting things where you have to be consistent, even though to me, it's not actually that important. It is important. It's not, it's what Gandhi said, right? What did Gandhi say? Like almost nothing you do in life is important, but it's very important that you do it. First, first they laugh at you. First they ignore you, first, then they first, laugh at you, then you win. Then they fight first you, then you win. You. Sorry. First they ignore you, then they make you go to bed. Yep. Uh, I have struggled with the whole consistency for its own sake thing, but if it's in the service of something that ends up being good, I think that's good. I just feel like the, the I don't know, you know better than I do, but I feel like the path toward independence is ironically enough paved with consistencies that let you build habits on your own. I, I, I hope that that's true. We're like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm already the goofy guy in the house. I'm, I don't mind. I'm used to that. But I, I hope that in the fullness of time, like she'll start to see patterns. Oh, who cares? Nobody cares about parenting stuff. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the that's a good thing that having two kids is it lets you realize how pointless your parenting is when you see that you're doing the same thing to two different children and the vastly different reactions to it. Because my son has no problem going to bed, goes to bed on time, gets right to sleep, doesn't try to stay up later, is probably going to bed early for a 13-year-old, doesn't matter because he needs to sleep and it's perfectly yeah. fine. Right. And same exact pattern because they're, you know, we do them as a set because we can't <laughs> handle having two different sets of world rules because everyone will freak out. Um, that she just resists it more and stays up later and is much more variable. And it's like, same parenting, uh, two very different children. Is she Logie in the morning? No, she you know, she she pops up. But she's actually easier to wake I mean, she's easier to wake up than a 13-year-old. He's getting to that stage, you. though. He's getting to that, like, I, he could really use 10 hours of sleep, probably. Yeah. Um, That's hard. But he, he gets himself out of the house now. Really? Mm-hmm. God, that must that must seem so weird. It was it was amazing triumph of like I don't tell him when the bus is coming. I don't tell him what he you should get your shoes on because the bus is coming soon. You should get your packed up. Blah blah blah. I'm still the hall- hallway crier every morning. Seven twenty eight. Seven twenty eight. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. You know, I, I still have to do it with my daughter. But my son does it all on his own now, and he's ne- he's never missed the bus. Oh my gosh. He makes it to the bus stop is not in front of our house for him. He's got to walk around the block mm. and he makes it there and gets on the bus and it all it all works out. Doesn't comb, doesn't always comb his hair or doesn't he has ever, great right? so hair. Let him fly his freak flag. He has great ever, hair. It doesn't ever comb his hair. Let's see. Occasionally mm. I suggest to him that he might perhaps want to comb his hair. He's in eighth grade now. Yeah. I was combing I was combing my hair in eighth grade. It's it was a style. Like <laughs> we it was all a style at the time. Hair. <laughs> we did like didn't you comb your hair in eighth grade of course i did i had a big goody comb with a handle sticking on my back right pocket like anybody i was a gentleman i did i still have my comb from eighth grade hey 
But yeah, but no, he doesn't. He like doesn't not, does not touch it. He will go a week no. without touching a comb to his head. But he has great hair. I wouldn't touch my hair if I had his hair. His hair's he tremendous. He comes after a shower. Now, he does come after Why a is shower. Why a problem? Now, He's got a great just... mane of hair. He's a very handsome man. Yeah, yeah. I know it's, it's the kids and the kids in there. Oh, it's fine. God. I just I just feel like a certain. I don't care how it looks. I care about the yeah. knots. Oh, the knots, the knots. Oh, and the deodorant. Please put on deodorant. Please put on deodorant. Yeah, we're working on that. 